0: thank you for joining us today with newly awakened ministries God. so tonight you know i'm kind of thankful that lord did this i was praying a couple weeks ago i was like um uh, i was like okay lord what do you want me to speak on and it wasn't very long and i was like okay I was trying to understand why, but with my voice now, I'm like, God, you know, you know it all, you know, what's going to happen. And, um, so I know the title of my message tonight is he tore the veil and I'm excited for what God is wanting to say. Uh, you know, I didn't even realize that there's going to be communion tonight, but the, the way the Lord was wanting me to address first he was wanting to say, just think about what Jesus did on the cross and what he did with his resurrection. I'm just wondering, can you guys hear me okay? Okay, good, good. It's like, so when Jesus went on the cross, he was showing that he was the lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. You know, Jesus allowed his body to be beaten, to be whipped, to be pierced, so that we might be made whole. You know, Jesus declared the finished work for creation. On the cross, Jesus made peace through his blood and reconciled all things to him. Jesus showed us that our heavenly father desires a relationship with us and a pure heart, not just a religious routine. You know, Jesus lifted up his spirit. And just as the veil in the temple was torn, the declaration from God that he is finding a new dwelling place, Jesus you know, had his veil of, of his body, which was his flesh, opened up and engrafted humanity with his divinity. You know, with the resurrection, you know, Jesus, he was the firstborn from the dead so that all of death in creation would be subject, and in all of creation that was subject to death would now be underneath the authority of Christ. You now, all of this to say is that he would send his Holy Spirit. You know, he said that he would send his Holy Spirit in John 14. And we can see the Holy Spirit's arrival in Acts chapter two. And Jesus said that if we kept his word, and kept his commandments, the Trinity, you know, the Father, the Son, the Spirit, they would make a dwelling place, a living space inside of us. And so, if I, well, the things that the Lord was really prompting on my heart, he like especially around this time where we're celebrating freedom, you know, he was saying like you know if God wanted to get, to stay contained from His people, He would have never tore the veil. God went from being hosted in a venue to us as vessels. You know, He went from staying in the holy of holies to making us holy to host Him you know so god he does not want to stay in a box and so if with all of that just the quick little rundown if jesus lives in the inside of you don't live don't limit him no don't doubt his word and the reason why I was uh, earlier I brought up the weekend that we celebrate freedom Is because Christ, he wants to live free inside of us. We don't want to hinder God. We don't want to quench his spirit. We don't want to regulate what he wants to do. Try to, you know, dictate him instead of him command us. And so that was the first section. (sighs) Hmm. You know, isn't it just so good? Have you... Haven't we learned that life is so much better when we can just obey the Lord? Like it is so much better because I mean, <laughs> even when it's to really big decisions or even simple decisions, if you know, if you know you disobey God, everything like not just the conviction, but you you open up doors to the enemy where he can start coming in and start just bombarding you, and it's like, oh my goodness! Like there was this one time. Uh, Me and my mom, when I was in high school, we were supposed to be going, we went to a conference down in Alabama and we were going, I was on the way, I was like, mom, you know, what hotel did you, did you rent for for tonight? And I was like, and she was like, oh, I didn't rent a hotel. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, we need somewhere to stay. Like it's a two-day conference, and she was like, "Oh, well, the Lord told me to go. And when we walk in there, I'm going to talk to somebody, and I want to ask them uh, if they have a place to stay, and someone's going to be ready for us." And I'm like, "No, we're, we're not doing that. Like we gotta, we gotta go. We got, like I had too much pride in me. I was like, I'm not going to be sleeping on with some like in somebody's house that I do not know. Like I, I just wasn't there all the way with that." And so we get there and my mom's like, okay, fine, we'll go to a hotel. Literally, we went to like almost every hotel, like in like 30, 40 mile radius. And all of them were closed and it was crazy. Like we would walk in and they'd say, sorry, we just booked out our last like 20, 30 rooms. We're like, oh my goodness. Like the the group literally would walk out right in front of us. Um, And so we finally find this place and we're like, okay, thankfully we found a room. No, we didn't. We went into a place we found, we thought we found a room, except all of the carpet was like literally like full of dirt. Um, you know, I mean, you know, there was like roaches, bugs just crawling all over the place. It was, and then, you know, my young innocent mind, we peeled back a, uh, we peeled back the covers and I was like, oh, why did someone leave a green bean? In the bed, that was not a green bean, but it was strung out and it was green. And I'm going to leave it there. Um, and <laughs> and my mom was like, "Okay, we need to go." So we ended up having to sleep in the car that night. And I'm just saying, if we had, and we go to the to the conference the next morning, you know, after sleeping in our car, and my mom was selling someone, they were like, uh, they were like, man, they're like, what? We already had a place prepared for someone. We were expecting someone to say, hey, I need a place to stay, and no one did. Well, you know, I, I learned a little bit of a lesson that night. I really did. Um, and so that's harder. That, that's, that's the hardships. Just even over a night to stay, your night could be miserable if you don't obey the voice of the Lord. Um, yeah, and yeah. And it just doesn't affect you. and can affect other people. But, yeah. And so... Yeah, the second part of the message, the Lord was wanting me to go over the parable of the sower. And so we're going to go tonight into Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9. And then we're going to cover verses 18 through 23, the parable and the explanation. Um, you know, I always love to stay in the NASB, um, the New American Standard Bible. And um, that's the verse I'm going to be reading out tonight. And so starting in verse one, it says that day, Jesus went from the house and he was sitting by the sea and large crowds gathered to him and he got into a boat and he sat down and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. He spoke many things to them in parables saying, behold, the sower went out to sow. And when he sowed some seeds, uh, when he sowed some seeds fell beside the road and the birds came and ate them up. Others fell on rocky places where they did not have much uh, soil and immediately sprang up because they had no depth of soil. But when the sun had risen, they were scorched because they had no root and they withered away. Then there were other seed that fell among thorns and the thorns came up and choked them out. And others fell on good soil and yielded crop some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold and some thirty. And so he who has ears let him hear. All right, so that is verse 9. Now we are going to go down to verse 18. It says, "Hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and he does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sowed sown in his heart." This is the one whom the seed uh, was was sown beside the road. The one on whom the seed had sown on rocky places. This is the man who hears the word of God. Who, who, he hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no firm root in himself, but it's only temporary and the affliction or persecution will arise. And because and because of the word, he immediately falls away. And verse 22, it says, And the one whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is the man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. Verse 23, The one who, on whom the seed was sown on good soil, this man hears the word and understands it and who indeed bears fruit and it brings forth some hundred, a hundredfold, some 60 and some 30. So, you know, I was like, you know, I was meditating on the scripture. I was meditating on some of the stuff and the Lord, he was just, you know, he was just working my heart with it. And to summarize all of that, the Lord was placing on the heart. You know, God's word is the seed. Our hearts are, are the soil. Your heart is the soil. But your life is going to show what kind of soil you are. Yeah, I'm going to just repeat that so it can make sense. God's word is the seed. Your and my heart is the soil. And your life is going to show what kind of soil you are. And so, you know, the Lord, he was kind of prompting this in a different direction than I I was expecting. Um, But he was saying, if if you feel like you're on rocky ground, he was wanting to remind you that you have the authority of your life to move closer to the water. You know, and if you feel like you have been choked out by the thorns and the weeds, you know, you have the authority to pull and cut those out. And he was saying, just as you have responsibility to protect the fire of God inside of you, you also have a responsibility to keep your heart tilled before the Lord and receive his word. And now I can understand because I've been in this many times. This is where there's times in our life where we feel like, the garden of our heart, the garden of our life has been overgrown and overtaken by the weeds and the thorns, by all the, the destruction of the world, of our life circumstance. Um, it's like, or, you know, we feel so spiritually dry that we can't move. Like, even though I, I desire the water, I, I can't reach it. I just want to let you know that us being here in the congregation and church, we know that this is the place where we can find Jesus. We can find Jesus in the church. We can find Jesus in our home. But I just want to remind you that you know the right person. You know that if you call out to Jesus, he's going to come out to rescue you. Jesus, if you feel like you've been in a dry area, Jesus is more, he's more than willing to show you that he's the living water. And, you know, he's the one He's like, Jesus, I need freedom. I need deliverance. He's going to be the good gardener and come out and just pluck out the, the weeds, cut out the thorns and say, I'm going to show you how to, I'm going to rejuvenate you. I'm going to restore you. Oh man, I even love it. And Jeremiah says, call unto to me and I'll answer you. And I will show you great and many mighty things that you do not know. And guys, like, honestly, that is the message That I have for you guys tonight, I I told you it wasn't very long, but I feel like there is really specific that God, he's just saying that he wants to be with you and that he, he wants to be with you so much. And there are some times in our life where we need to know like Jesus, he wants to help us. He wants to help us get through things in our life, get things through in our uh, situations in our life. When we were at camp and we were in one of the leaders meetings, we uh, one of the last the last one, you know, we had a time to pray. And when I was praying, I was like, God, I was like, I want I want to I want some of the pain that I'm going through. To go away. It's like, I want to be made whole in my heart. I want to stop reopening some old wounds and keep thinking about things uh, and people that have hurt me. And, you know, the Lord, he just, I kept seeing him, like, you know, when I was praying, and he just came up and he was like hugging me and he was saying, he was like, you know, even through it all, I know this might not sound normal to you guys, uh, where it might not make sense at first, but he was saying, even through it all, your pain was worship to me. I was like, I was like, God, how can something that looks so messy, something that is so broken, something that it doesn't even feel like it can be, it's good enough for you. Like how, how can so the, the situations I'm going through, how can it be considered worship to you? And, he, and it's funny, he didn't even address it with the answer. I mean, with that, he didn't even address that question. He just gave me a different statement. He was saying, the words that I've spoken over you have not changed. The thing that my thoughts that I've thought of you, the, the, th- the things I think of you have not changed. The words I've spoken over you have not changed. And so I feel like this is supposed to even re- bring a remembrance to some people. Guys, the dreams that God has placed on the inside of you, he has not forgotten about. And even if you feel like, man, I've been going through so much of my life and like my relationship with God was so strong at one time, but I might have, you know, backed off. God is saying, my thoughts are still the same about you. You know, my word is still the same about you. The things I've spoken over you is still the same. And so... Even, I can say like, even over this past week, I was in a place where I was feeling like, man, I've been feeling like the, my garden was like a little overgrown and I just felt like a little stuck. And I was like, Jesus, I need your help. And yeah, for that, for me, those words he was speaking to me were just so beautiful. And so tonight, if everyone, can you guys just stand up real quick? We're gonna go ahead and go to the Lord in prayer. Yeah, You guys can open your eyes, keep them closed, whatever it is. But if you, but if you are in here tonight, first, if you want to say, man, I've been going through some hard stuff in my life and I feel like that the garden of my heart. And even it might be with a relationship with the Lord. It might be a circumstance. You're like, man, I feel like there's been weeds and there's been thorns that's been trying to come and choke me out. And I need Jesus to help me. And we want to pray with you guys tonight. Can you guys raise your hand real quick? Do you feel like that's it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And another thing, if you're like, man, I just, like, there's a season in your life right now. You're like, I just need a fresh touch from God. I need a word from heaven. And you're like, I know that when I can encounter Jesus, my situations will change. Circumstances will change. And it's like the woman with the issue of what she's like, if I could just touch the hint to, to, of the garment, I know my situations will change. If you feel like you just like, man, I'm in a season of life. I just need a touch from God right now. Will you, will you raise your hand? We want to pray with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we are going to. Are we opening the altars, or we just want to pray with them? Okay. If you, if you want to open the, if you guys want to come to the altars to pray, we we would love to pray with you today, tonight, and uh, and even with those that have raised their hand, we're going to pray with you guys right now. In uh, your seats, but guys, you guys can be more than welcome to come make like, your way to the altars. But Father, we thank you. We thank you that you hear your children. You hear the cry of your people. God, I thank you that you said, Call unto me and I will answer you. God, and you said you would show us great, mighty things. God, we ask that you would just open up our eyes, open up our ears. Let us hear you. Let us see you, God. Lord, we ask for even our heart to be made fresh for you, to receive your words, God. God, we ask for us, our hearts not to be hardened, but God, we ask that you just tender our heart. Lord, we thank you for the true goodness uh, is always pursuing us. And so we thank you, Lord, that tonight, God, that you want to be with us. And so God, when we walk out here, we remember that you would be with us, that you tore the veil so you would be with us. So Father, we thank you we thank you. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for you, for you being resurrected, Jesus. We thank you, Holy Spirit, because you are a comforter. You are our comforter, our friend. You are our savior. God, we thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to this week's Fuel of Flame from Newly Awakened Ministries. You can follow Newly Awakened Ministries on Facebook and Instagram. You can also connect with us through newlyawakenedministries.com.